Hi, welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen, and then we watched it separately and meet to discuss it. This week's film was chosen by our special guest, Kira McNeilis. Hello, Kira. Last week, uh, last week we made the mistake of saying that it's her third. Uh, yes, it's, it's, uh, not, her it's actually second. her second. Apologies. I just presume that every Spanish film that we did was chosen here. <laughs> <laughs> there is a pattern emerging. Just the second and third ones, I think. <laughs> we'll see in future episodes. And uh, what was the other the other film that you picked was the Rear one with Geraldine Chaplin? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. The reason I get confused it's is because we with, it's with Spirit, I think they were the quite actress, they yeah. were quite close as well. Yeah, because really? the, the the little actress that is on both. Yeah. Uh, and Torrance. Yeah. Because yeah. I was really annoyed because I was thinking, yes, I'll get their first Spanish film. And then no. not only did you do one, but I it was the same actress. And, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I am Ricardo Deacon, by the way. I am Orla Mikilis. And again, welcome, Kira. Uh, you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. And this week's film, it is Julieta from 2016. It is directed by Pedro Almodóvar, uh, produced by Agustín Almodóvar, Pedro Almodóvar and Esther Garcia, written by Pedro Almodóvar, based on Runaway by Alice Munro, Starring Emma Suarez and Adriana Ugarte. Music by Alberto Iglesias. And cinematography by Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, Jean-Claude <laughs> Lario. Like, every time they see Jean-Claude, I, fucking, I have to do Van Damme. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I foresaw it. I like as well the episodes where you get to break out the old uh, accent. That's always enjoyable. Edited by José Salcedo. <laughs> well, like, uh, it's not even my accent. Oh, Jesus, I forgot the synopsis before I threw the page away. Uh, the synopsis is a chess encounter causes a woman to reflect on the tragic circumstances surrounding the disappearance of her daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, well, that sort of sums it up, I guess. In a way. Yeah. Uh, very basic. You're so basic. <laughs> yeah, uh, basic. basic. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, as it is tradition, Kira, why did you pick this movie? Uh, if I'm honest, one of the reasons is because the other two I had in mind you've already seen, <laughs> which is quite disappointing. Had you seen both of them? No, what, wait, wait, what? what wait, films? what? Is, are you telling me he hasn't seen both of them? Are we doing the wrong movie? No, I've seen it. Like, it's the Pedro Almodovar movie. The, no, no, but I, but I I definitely, I read, because you gave three options. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. were all Spanish. Yeah. yeah. And I told you I didn't see any of them. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Why did we pick Julieta then? Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Well, I, <laughs> I said I have no idea what these movies are. Like, I didn't even know there was an Almodovar movie okay, or whatever. Well, that's my third episode already agreed that we'll do Te doy mis ojos at some point. Well, there in we future. go. Although, I don't know why I thought that. I think you told me you had. Anyway, sorry. It's, it's, oh, well. It's his fault. <laughs> okay, so the, the main reason I was giving is, in fact, a lie. Uh, aside from that, uh, I saw this in the cinema when it came out. Um, I hadn't seen his previous film because it just didn't look great. I'm so excited, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Sort of weird camp airplane yeah. dancing. Is it a musical? It uh, may have been. I don't know. But don't anyway, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. And then when I was trying to think of a third film, because I know what both of you are like, I thought I'll have three options just in case. Two of them were quite a bit older than this one. Um, and I couldn't quite remember why I really liked it. And I thought I, it was partly out of curiosity for myself to go back and remember why I liked it. And when I did watch it, I thought my first thought when it ended was, oh, my God, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, I didn't know what I was going to talk about because I'm not as experienced talking about movies as both of you. I thought I'd made a terrible mistake. 
and then I kind of after about five minutes I digested it a bit and I realised just how much is going on in this film mm. but I think at first glance it seems very simple or as simple as his films tend to be or a film that's banned 30 years for example but there's so much in it that I thought actually no I, I can remember now why I really liked it and I'm really curious to know what both of you think of it so is that your opening statement completed yes, pretty much yes that concludes your opening statement <laughs> uh, Orla uh, that is very succinct we usually ramble on quite a bit uh, we uh, <laughs> all right fine I also we. ramble not just Ricardo so Orla McNeil what did you think of uh, Julieta um, it's funny like because uh, I didn't realize that this was an um, Almodovar film either and uh, so I was like Jesus I was actually trying to think when the last time I watched one of his movies because I, I as well whenever I put it on I watched it with Eileen and uh, so I was like want to watch a crazy Spanish movie and uh, she was like okay and uh, so I was like oh you know modern evil well, yeah, well not as much as I suppose anymore but like I was like oh what do you call her is definitely going to be in this uh, and then she's not actually in it so I was like oh okay interesting I was kind of glad what's her name Penelope Cruz um, yeah like the, <laughs> and as well because we'd watched um, oh, what's that fucking series um, the second ep- the second season of American Crime where she plays um what do you call it uh, 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 versace yeah she wife. plays she plays um uh, donatella versace so she's playing an italian and Penelope it's Cruz. yes yes it's really strange so she's basically talking without like moving her mouth so it, it's 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 you lock it up she's, she's doing like, the eric <laughs> roberts then <laughs> Like, it's just, it's, I mean, in a way it's a good impression, but at the same time, I just don't, it's everything about, like, nobody in that is actually Italian. It's the strangest, but also really, really good show. But then she wasn't actually in it, and I was kind of glad, because... Like, I, uh, probably even the ghost of Omar Sharif is in there, considering the, like he's played every nationality <laughs> under the sun. No, but even, like, your man who plays um, Versace himself, he's not Italian. He's think, Mexican. Yeah, isn't he? He's South no, Puerto American. Rican. Puerto Rican. Is he? Okay, well, I knew, yeah. I knew he was, like, he was either, like, South American, or I knew he wasn't. He definitely wasn't Italian, but anyways, it's a it's a really really good show though. Um, definitely watch it. Um, one of your guys from Glee's in it as well. Anyways, I was kind of glad that she wasn't in it because um, it kind of it, it was two actresses that I'd never really seen and like you know yeah. I I as well like I've seen a good few of his movies, but again it's been so long since I watched one, so I was really I was like I was geared up. I was like you know because he is he has such a particular style, and I remember kind of being a bit sniffy about him in college, and you know what. It was why I didn't know anything, um, but like I don't know. It's like that's the mainstream Spanish cinema. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's despicable little snobs we were, and uh, but yeah. But it was like afterwards. I remember. Um, I think I watched was it Volver or the Skin I Live In or it was one of the more recent ones. And I was like, oh no, no. I remember now why you know why he's so lauded and why um, you know he is an auteur. Like it's it's the colors and the melodrama and the women and yeah. you know he has such a sort of a singer's sensibility that he kind of like he's sort of I don't really say he's strayed from but something like I'm so excited is a bit mad like it's it's a bit it's, you know, everything's not that I've seen it either but I remember at the time yeah, it feels Argentinian but it's an Argentinian co-production I think is it okay yeah. uh yeah I don't I don't think even the people who like the actors here in that I don't know if they're like his because he has obviously like a staple of he has his Sorkin players let's yeah. say um, but uh, yeah so that was back felt you know that's kind of a departure so this is kind of like this is a return to like this is like, and it doesn't it feels like older 
you know, it doesn't feel like a new version of his old stuff. It feels like an older version of his, his, uh, his, uh, his of those movies. Uh, but I have to say, like, ultimately, I was a bit disappointed with it. I think because I came in with like really high expectations because I hadn't seen one in so long, and in the in my head, I have the 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 canon there, yeah. and I don't feel like this lives up to it. I feel I think part of it is. Um, it's quite, it's quite an inconsistent movie. Like, they're in, like, a few different ways, um, which I'll get to. But, like, some of the things are just, they're not quite up to the standard of his other films. And I find that a little bit distracting. Um, I think, like, it's it's kind of the, it's mostly, I think, of performance. Um, really? In a movie, in a movie that has really good performances from basically everyone. Um and I think like the visual style and then sometimes the tone of it as well. He doesn't eat not he doesn't quite it feels like an earlier movie than it is. It doesn't feel like this is like the later stages of like a master at work. It's a strange it's a strange one. Like I think I think everything I just said there is kind of encapsulated by like the opening scene, which is it's like it's strangely like televisual like it's it's melodramatic in a kind of a tv way rather than like an you know douglas sirk almodovar way it's it's really it's strange and the lighting is weird and yeah i don't know and i couldn't really gel with it um i find it a little bit kind of you know like even your man plays lorenzo is not good in that scene it's it's strange it's a it's a strange introduction to the film and you know and there's, there's all the kind of you know it's laying down the mystery of what happened to this woman and everything and i was just about like what is going on here um it feel it feels weirdly rushed or something as if you know like because the thing is about this film is that even though like i found it like inconsistent in that sense and like once you get into it once you kind of get out of the train scene i really liked it that's the thing it like it really really grew on me and like the themes that he's exploring and the idea of grief and everything is like it's really really interesting um but it yeah it's it's a it's a funny one i was trying we've done one of these recently haven't we where it's kind of like a bookended film where because i think the ending is also strangely rushed and like we'll we'll talk about the the ending Mm. in, in a while but um that yeah it's like this brilliant bit in the middle sort of sandwiched between these strange sections and it almost feels as if all the time and energy was given to like from a filmmaking sense because like actually like the 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 story that's in those sections is not necessary you know it's it's more it's the execution of it that's like bizarre that doesn't really fit with the rest of it because like the care and like you know the the emotion of all the scenes after that of like in, in like by the sea and in the farmhouse with her father and all that is really beautifully rendered and like you know the relationship between the mother and the daughter and everything like I really really like that but uh, and like the emotional thread feels very clear um but yeah so it, ultimately it felt like it felt very inconsistent and I've never found him to be inconsistent. So it was a little, it was a little kind of off-putting, but um, yeah, like there, there is, there is so like for a film that has some really like interesting um, visual sections as well, like all this stuff like around the sea and stuff. And there's some really beautiful stuff, like scenes, like the shots of her, like making the omelet and everything. And yeah. like, you know, all the, the, the close-ups of her. I nearly had a panic attack the way that she started moving the egg. It's like, let it set a bit more before you start moving the <laughs> yeah, egg. I know, I was like, what are you doing, lady? And it's going everywhere, but I still would have eaten it because the, the the end result looked very tasty. And yeah, she's it making was clearly from another salad. take. <laughs> <laughs> there is a cut in there. Um, and like, you know, like the, um, all the close-ups of her face and the daughter's face and everything are really, really beautiful. Um, 
uh and like um the, all the stuff down by the sea and stuff is is really good and um obviously like as well like like so many of his films are they're always a more about the female relationships than anything else and i think that the way he develops the grief where it becomes not about um the the husband and the father dying it becomes about the daughter and like it's it, the like the way the sort of the dynamic because there's a lot of female relationships here between mother and daughter mm. and then the friend and like you know friendship as well as like family relationships and stuff which is really interesting and i really particularly like the use of um, bea and how she's brought back into it and yeah. the intensity of their relationship and i thought that was really well handled so um yeah like i i did like it but i yeah it it, it was a bit it was a bit all over the place for me but um uh i still at the same time like there's bits of it we were just like you know <laughs> You crazy man! Like whenever like the deer or stuff, <laughs> so good. It's like what is this CGI? It's such a bizarre man. But uh, and the color and everything, you know, it, it's all it's all brilliant. But um, uh, yeah, I like, will talk more about the ending and stuff. But uh, Ricard, what did you? Uh... Well, like I, I have to be honest to begin with, uh, uh, Almodovar is always going to be a little bit of a loaded kind of sentiment for me because the way that Orla was sniffy about him in college uh I'm still sniffy about the like I still watch his films I have a feeling you might say something like that like I did uh, have uh, for a a presentation in college we had to do for Uh, Spanish I went on a half an hour rant about how Almodovar is completely overrated but at the same time it's like I, I've always tried to discover why other people think so much about him. So when the films come out, his films come out with a like rave reviews, I'll still watch them and give them a shot. And then, mm-hmm. like, I even really, really enjoy Bolivar. Like, I really like that movie. Yeah, like, it, really it is like, like there film. are a couple of films of his, like, uh, that I like. Uh, Woman on the Verge of uh, Nervous Breakdown. I, I like that movie as well. Or but, talk to her as well. But really overall, uh, I'm not a big fan of Almodovar. Even like the, like somehow preposterous um film de Almodovar. It's like there's no fucking other Almodovar. It's like in the beginning, it just goes <laughs> in. You know, it's not even like like a, a so social commentary petty. as like a joint by Spike Lee. It's like okay, it's because it is that kind of social feeling or something. No, it's like I am Almodovar. It's like when you start getting like on one name kind of basis, you have to be as cool as fucking Prince to to come away with it kind of thing. Like, <laughs> it, it just starts at this, like I give me the, the, the wrong way. Um, to say uh, to like without uh, further, like I, I would say this, that unlike a lot of films of his, I did like a few things about this movie, oh, which is uh, more than I can say about a lot of his work. Uh, I think that uh, similarly to most of his work, the same issues that I find in his other work is carried over to this. Part of it is also being like a poor man's Douglas Sirk. Also, I I understand like, like why you held on to that because you do love Sirk and melodrama so much. Yeah. Like, like, or even like, oh, what's the name of the, the director? George Stevens as well. Like giant is amazing. Like with James Dean, whatever, like, because he's borrowing straight out of it without adding any sense of modernity that you'd Mm. add the same way as like Paul Thomas Anderson uses like film noir to tell something new by using the exact same style in a way so I always get 
stuck that it's like this movie could have been made in the 50s or 60s in a way even like the the use of the artificiality of it i enjoy because i love the over like how over like the perfect example of what i try to mean is like i've seen uh, far from heaven the the todd haynes movie with julian moore uh from like oh, 2000 shot by what's his name uh yeah precisely i can't remember but basically it is a, a complete homage to the same films uh-huh. but it is like using... carol carol is yeah. a more recent of his movies that's the basically the same thing the yeah like uh, the ah, same oh, director yeah seen. so also carol is uh, similarly does it borrowing from the the same idea of the melodrama and the artificiality of cinema and using it to make a comment about uh society in general but just hiding it completely there in plain sight almost and there's a reason why uh the melodrama was completely sniffed at at the time because people didn't understand how complex it was, things are. So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that Almodovar is held in such high regard because it is like a genre that I love and stuff. But I think that uh, his biggest problem is like oversimplicity, both in themes and relationships a lot of the time. And there's a misunderstanding in what the film requires, especially when he's dealing with adaptations. That in this case... Oh, yeah, I forgot this is an adaptation. An adaptation yeah. of three short stories. Hmm. And I think that for one, you can tell that it is like things that were intended to follow the same character because there were short stories separate, but not to be bound together as one novel because it is in the same book, but in a collection of short stories. I'm very curious to read so, them. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Like, I haven't uh, like, uh, read them. Or are they anything. Spanish, though? Or are they... Uh, no, no, they're in English. Oh, uh, okay. I think they're set in, like, England or something. And the seaside is, like, Dover. Or, oh, or wow. He was going to set it, I think, in the, the States, possibly. Yeah. And then ended up... Or it might it be Maine or something. I can't remember. Oh. Like, But it is one of those, like, bleak kind of seaside... Uh, off off winter, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which kind of works yeah this works as well well, kind Mm. of thing like uh, oh yeah the setting is great yeah the the setting is great but also at the same time it's kind of that weird middle ground that it feels artificial but at the same time realistic so i in the middle it's like i don't understand the difference between madrid and that town because you it's don't so see weird. enough of yeah, everything. Don't, they never name it, so I don't think. Do yeah. They? No, I don't she. Think they ever name where they, that is. Oh, the seaside. Yeah, yeah. they no, never. No, they, so you don't know how far away it is or anything. Yeah, you know it's far away because it's like sick of traveling. I've been coming. I came all the way from Madrid, etc. So you know it's big, but you, like the one scene that was like, okay, this feels like a place is when the bus driver is trying to drive around that corner and it's like fuck me there's one job that i wouldn't want to be is a bus driver that like bus driver. italy or no, andalusia or something it's not that not in the village where her dad lives no that's when the, the bus is coming to pick yes it is in the yeah, town yeah. that the, the, they're uh, going to isn't the two of them go the first or the yeah when it, it, she's coming over with the, yeah. the child like I love the train part and that's the only part of the movie that I like truly embrace because of how artificial it is and on purpose it, like I think that there are stylistic issues within the film and coming to the ending that you said yeah um, I felt that it is exactly like how bad the ending of Shawshank Redemption could have been because it is the same ending as Shawshank Redemption. God, that's the most Ricardo thing you've ever said. But it is. That it is. Uh, like, 
in it's Shaws- been a while since I've seen Shawshank. Then in Shawshank Redemption is also an issue yeah. w- w- adaptation and is the understanding of cinema that Frank and Darren Bond had while making Shawshank Redemption and Moldover doesn't have in this. Is that in the book having an ending that is like as open-ended as that is fine because you're there longer with the characters and yeah. you have the interior. You, just by the yeah. nature of a book you have earned it. Yes. And well, in cinema you need the denouement or whatever it is. Denouement. Yeah. Just to give you that kind of closure but with yeah. open-endedness and in the Shawshank Redemption he gets the message of uh of Andy like Red uh, Morgan Freeman gets the message from Tim Robbins going remember this the town that we've talked about and he goes San Gratineo and then he ends with the lines that is like I hope the Pacific is as blue as I imagine I hope I'll see my friend I can hug him and say hello I hope and then in the movie in the book it just cuts there Mm-hmm. and in the movie well he is already on the bus on the way over but you don't know if he's gonna encounter what is gonna be the reaction or whatever but in the movie it cuts to Tim Robbins like fixing the boat and then seeing Morgan Freeman but because Frank Darabont again knows that you want to show something but not too much he gets like an incredibly wide shot of them just going and hugging mm. That it is, because the whole movie is about male friendship and you need that hug then they haven't hugged at all in the entire rest of the movie. It is like Shawshank Redemption the is a love story. Of a hug. The same way as this is a love story between a mother and a daughter. And that Jaws um, is a love story. And I think that they sh- <laughs> shouldn't have... No, it is a movie, a, a book about adultery. <laughs> <laughs> Just conveniently chopped out of the movie. Uh, sorry, go on. That in this, it's like the same thing is that it, it leaves hanging, but not only because of the ending, it's also because of the... Uh, the way of adaptation that you can't like if the characters are not in the same place and you don't have voiceover you can't describe the relationship so the jump between uh what's the name of the daughter again um oh. Antia. Oh, yeah. oh yeah why did i forget the the governor of my state in uruguay's name was Antia, and he has a really like <laughs> catchy like uh, fucking jingle jingle is like anti anti intendente intendente futuro asegurado para todo maldonado but very sad that we don't have jingles here our elections are boring well like uh, but it's your voice so it's like a car driving around it's not on the radio it's like the oh, car is driving around better. with like a megaphone on top of it I don't think we need that our yeah. politics no. is weird enough yeah. especially yeah. when it comes to presidential yeah, I, elections I'd love to Stop. hear the jingle by a champagne but uh, uh, yeah, like I think that also the jump between Antia being like 13 to the her being 18, there's a gap there that it's like at the end of the day, the most interesting character is Antia. Yeah. And, and the performances the, of her are all really good as well. Yeah. And it's the, the character also that is given the least amount of screen time. And I think it's like certain level of mystery from when she's 18 is fair enough. Mm, but before but at that. the same time, it's like it's all about like a she's destroyed completely destroyed not only because of her her dead husband but also because of the disappearance of her daughter yeah you don't you understand the grief from the husband but i never understood the grief from the daughter yeah and why she makes that decision yeah so it becomes a kind of a mystery point kind of do because of her being a lesbian as well which i think that it was like a very uh subtly like very, for a moldover yeah. yeah, i was like jesus yeah. what 
Oh, my dover being stood up. Was this? <laughs> Who directed this? That, but, was, that was his subtlety quota, though. Other yeah, than yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> like, there are things that I, I like that I'll get into it, but I'm interested to to see what what, what you think of our takes <laughs> on, the, on the movie because uh, I'm always interested when... Even when Orla dislikes my films, I'm more interested on why than or <laughs> something like that. But, yeah. Yeah, it's funny what you say about the ending because I definitely remember sitting in the cinema and thinking, oh, I just want that bit more. You know, as it sort of pans away and you just see them on that, they just drive, that yeah. road somewhere in the Alps or Italy or whatever. And you're like, no, I want to see her meet her daughter and actually speak to her. But on a second watch, I think it left me a bit more satisfied because what sort of hit me after the film ended and I was sitting there thinking, oh dear God, I don't know what I'm going to talk about when I sit down to record this. And the thing that hit me, and I did read a few reviews as well, that didn't quite cover this in the way that it hit me afterwards, was around um, how people are kind of pushed apart and come together through loss and death and so on. Mm. And I think, like, I, I, there are definitely problems that I have with it. And the ending, yeah, it would have been a bit more satisfying if you know you'd actually gotten to see them together even if it was a bit Shawshank Redemption where you yeah. see them she gets out of the car and Antia runs her and gives her a hug and that's kind of it you'd be like I don't know it, it would feel like a more natural end or I even don't if think I gonna, needed that yeah, though but if you're leaving it into the mystery side which is not the the issue I'm not saying yeah. that no I, I don't mind that it just ends it's more that it doesn't earn it I think is it yeah it doesn't earn it in the way that it like Something more, I love a bit say, of ambiguity. ambiguity. Of, of living ambiguity, let's say if she knocks on the door and then the door opens and it cuts there. You know, like I'm not saying that you sit and have dinner with them or mm. whatever, but even if you're going to be ambiguous, be more ambiguous than a, like a cut that doesn't even make the ambiguity powerful for me. Mm-hmm. Because it felt like when I was watching it, I was like, the camera just pans away. And you realize yeah. it's a final shot. Yeah. And I was like, I would have been more interesting if he was going to do that. That if they were in the middle of the car and they're just driving and then it just cut to, yeah. to black. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like falling in between two things that mm. is like over explaining as well. That she's like, oh, I, like explaining. I don't know how it's going to feel, whatever. Mm. And you know that that's the, the fact. because Yeah, it was weird. It's like he's squashing all these things down when before he wasn't he was taking his time just yeah it was a strange strange ending see I, I feel like the film is almost about pairs of people yeah and how those people are thrown together through a death or a loss or whatever so you have the obvious one is at the start where the man on the train dies mm. and that really pushes Julieta and Joanne together um, in the and- best sex scene on a train what we've done yet sorry move <laughs> over the conformist <laughs> oh jesus at least this one is not as scrapey as the conformist <laughs> yeah it's true it's more just hilarious but then you know you have anna who we never get to see who's swan's wife so she's like literally never gets any screen time but the fact you know her death or her living death kind of brings them together more completely because you know he writes to her and she goes to visit or whatever not realizing she's actually dead but the same that that's kind of pushed Ava and Joanne together. Yeah. That there's something that I don't think we find, ever really get to know all the details about their affair and how long it lasted and how much it overlapped with his yeah. relationship with Julieta. It's a bit vague. Yeah. And then obviously when he dies, that's throwing... and Well, Auntie and Bea have kind of met already, but 
you know their it relationship exactly yeah. like that probably would never have happened if he hadn't died yeah um and then same with um julieta and ava mm. toward later you know they they come together when ava is dying um yeah so there's a whole series of these that the fact that antia is no longer in julieta's life that sort of gives space for lorenzo to come along and mm. they have this whole life that you know through julieta's choices totally devoid of yeah. antia like he never knows and you know there's others as well obviously the obvious one then right at the end is when she gets a letter from her daughter and auntie is like my son has died it's another death and bringing, that's another yeah. death that's going to bring them back together but the thing and obviously then her dad the fact that her mother again a bit like anna Duan's wife she's you know living hmm. but not yeah. really that's pushing her dad together with sana but then <laughs> that pushes julieta <laughs> away so it's it's like a whole film of shifting a kind of sliding doors almost where people are like they're close and then something happens and they're pulled apart. I did enjoy mm. that together, part but of it. Just to Sorry. finish, that the way that I sort of see the ending is because what's interesting is that Lorenzo goes with her. She doesn't go by herself. So it's so a change. It's, it's kind of breaking the cycle. Yeah, so it's kind of like the three of them are going to come together. Yeah. You know, rather than it's always been twos in a way or, you know, maybe there's a third person. Obviously, there's that whole period where they live together where there's... Julieta's one, the yeah. creepy housewife oh, made love woman, that actress. and Antia. But aside from that, yeah, I, I kind of see it as like pairs of people shifting and being close and being pulled apart. And then at the end, it's kind of like these three people are gonna, you know, discover each other anew, and mm. you know, who knows what's gonna happen. The the in the description that you're giving of the film, I really enjoy the parts that you're describing. Yeah, but there's also so much else in the film that, uh, for one to to begin with, I think that it is. Uh, don't know how it is in the book, but I think it's completely misjudged to set it up as a mystery because when she like the way that she's writing to Antia, yeah, the, the opening she's like, is, oh, is you've never heard the story the way that I tell, and literally all she didn't tell was that some dude died in the on the train. Yeah, when they met. And it, but she didn't tell as well that they had the fight because she didn't know that Antia knew that. But she knew that. But, but by but, the time that she's writing, she knew that because Ava already has died and already told her that Antia knew that she had the fight because Lorenzo started going out with Julieta after uh, oh. Ava died. So she knows that Antia left knowing oh. that she had the fight and that... and. And Tia said to Ava that she was blaming the three of them because she yeah. went to camp, yeah. she was cheating and then Julieta had left or whatever. Or had the fight had the with fight. them and that's yeah. why he went to see. So she's not revealing anything else. It's a, So it sets itself as a mystery and I was like, oh, what's the payoff? Yeah, like you can, never have I the payoff that I was this. going back. And I was so disappointed because it's such a good setup. But they get to know? the train and I was like, oh, this is it. I need, I need murder mystery train <laughs> and we were sitting there and like what was hilarious about watching it was like he was well. gonna disappear or something yeah. she was gonna keep seeing it like i was disappointed in a way that it didn't go full on over that it's like you know what i mean that it's like if you're gonna be batshit crazy and start the movie that way i yeah. want you to start going like way crazy that suddenly like like if he's cheating on her make her fucking like super cheat on her and be like you know big scenes big emotions or whatever like <laughs> embrace yeah. the, the, the thing or like if you're setting it as a mystery like make something crazy that like he disappears but he keeps showing up so she never knows if he's alive or not so like Antia disappears and she's like I don't know if you, you're there with your dad or something I don't know like 
go bonkers. That, that, yeah, like, like yeah. he drowns, but they never find the body. So yeah. did he drown or I don't know? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. as well that guy. That's a good point. Um, as I called him, Swan. <laughs> you kept calling him <laughs> Swan. No. Um, <laughs> I think he's a bit underused, and I don't know if it's the performance or what, but he's a bit just dead-eyed. Even whenever yeah. you see him on the train, and we're kind of like, woo, and then they have that ridiculous sex scene in a movie full of ridiculous, like, oh my god, the boat, just oh, so funny, <laughs> just But it, it just killed me, though, like, he mentions, oh, nothing in common or something, but they never talk about things. Yeah, it's it weird, I don't, yeah, I think he's just underused, and maybe your man isn't great either, but, yeah, and like, I didn't... I don't think it's detrimental to the story because I don't think it's it's that, you know it's not that important. But I think just whenever like the movie they get off the train and the movie becomes the other thing yeah. and the you know that the bit I liked it it's kind of uh, yeah I don't know it just it's... the way that I see it is that he is portrayed as bad as women are usually portrayed in other movies. He's kind of the token. He's the token woman, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's the, the token. He's the token. Man he's a token shitty man. Yeah. But it's kind of like there's no like the same depth as a underwritten female character that is yeah. the wife of the main character. Yeah. That like if I leveled that criticism to female, and he's given a I kind of to... a a cliched male job as well. Yeah. He's a fisherman. <laughs> it's like, like it's literally just. <laughs> oh, I enjoy that. But I, I like yeah. the thing of like him being like of the earth or whatever that is like fixing his thing. Like there's a interest commentary between like being like earthy and like the same way uh, that it's a balance between. Also, her father going from being a teacher to being a farmer. Oh, that it's yeah, like yeah. there are links in between there that she's a teacher and he's like mm. working the land, quote unquote, is not mm. working the land, but is the working with his Gardening, hands or whatever. Growing vegetables. So, like, uh, I think that there are interesting commentary in that. Well, we mentioned about uh, the just briefly uh, about the, the maid. It's something that I always find an issue with Almodovar and this one, like it, it always hits me going, this is a man that doesn't understand people that are not wealthy. Like every single poor person in his films are either the <laughs> villain or like some kind of like pay, pay for laughs almost because the main character is always like a middle class person. Like she doesn't work or anything uh, afterwards. Yeah, and he's and just a fisherman has, and they seem fine. And then the, she <laughs> has like the point. most like fucking lavish apartment in Madrid. Yeah, yeah the then, Madrid bit was weird. I was I like, what do you do? And she edits books. I was like... No, she corrects books. She doesn't even edit them. She corrects yeah, books. Yeah, so she's what, a proofreader? Yeah, she's like, a proofreader. I would so be a proofreader book. if I could have an apartment like that. And work <laughs> from home and yeah. not do anything else kind of thing and repaint the gaff and have a brand new <laughs> kitchen and then just do that. Like, And, and then, then the, yeah, the maid is just there going like, Oh yeah, not only the it's the small town like busybody woman character. Yeah, and disgustingly as well, last day after years of servitude or whatever, she's like, "Why are you wearing my husband jacket?" As yeah. if she's right, and I'm like, "You're such a bitch!" Like if I had, like I'd be like, "I hate that person in real life." If you're like, that's your like somebody that like she's raised your child cold, and yeah. everything. Yeah, that's your reaction because. She like even though she like defends afterwards like uh, going like everybody has the right to retire or whatever but it's like not even like 
uh, handshake, a hug, nothing. It's like, and then also it's the problem with Amadeva is that he's never imbued though like she's almost like a lady Macbeth in this movie that yeah she's, she's a like little bit she's she's in the other um, movie she's yeah. in the other movie that, that this movie kind of is but isn't at the same yeah. time it's like yeah. it doesn't she doesn't really fit into the like real emotional like the different like those relationships like she's just kind of there is like this strange like evil villain yeah. you know when I was watching the poor it, person <laughs> 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 you know like I, like I don't know I never seen like I might oh, be wrong, so but I never seen a film of his that is not about either rich people or like high middle class. Yeah. And every time that lower person, it's like almost like the mommy character. That even if it is like a nice character, it's like, uh, I am the serve the like the maid that raised the kids, and it's just wise, the wise poor person, <laughs> or they're shady like in this. Like there's never a character. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just one. gonna say. <laughs> I was I had this fear when I was watching this because I'd seen it obviously before but you know you don't remember yeah. every single bit and I, I've clearly taken this from another movie and I don't know if you're going to know which movie I'm talking about but I was expecting and fearing that there was going to be a scene where we find out that Joanne and Marianne actually were having an affair did you oh, know what maid. film I'm thinking of there's a film where she finds out that he's having an affair with the like older ugly maid and possibly other people but I don't know I had this scene in my head thinking oh my god well, I don't want to see that what Tria Cuervos he's doing that as well with yeah the, no it's not like in that, that. He gets oh the, yeah 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 he fondles her if I remember but yeah. is it a, no, is it a foreign language film or is it I've got British in my head but I don't I know I can't if that's remember right. I just that's that's all I can remember that there's this kind of plot twist where a woman I don't know she must walk into them or something anyway I am so glad that's not what happened in this yeah. film even yeah. though it is the sort of thing you'd expect from an Almodovar film where yeah. you know when you've watched something like which one is it all about my mother where Penelope Cruz is a nun who gets <laughs> pregnant by a HIV positive transsexual woman and then later dies of, of AIDS I yeah when you say really that out you're like, like... <laughs> I really dislike that movie. Oh, I love that movie. But but yeah. The, Johnny. I think this one... It, yeah, anyway, I'm glad that didn't happen. Because it is quite restrained for yeah, one of his movies. Yeah. Like, and even as you so said, the whole... The fact that the daughter's a lesbian and whatever, that... Very subtly handled Yeah, though. because yeah. I was watching it go... I think I actually rewound it on the... on Not the DVD, because I illegally streamed it. But, you know, to double check what Bea says... Yeah, and, and I is so when, thick that she doesn't get yeah. it like she's like we were what? very close and she's like oh well, what do you mean and it's like you know very close and she's yeah. just like and then she says oh she she was ashamed of our relationship and that's when you know for sure because yeah. otherwise you'd have no reason to be ashamed of yeah. your super close best friend but like and also like the understanding of why she went into like the cult like pray away the gay kind of situation yeah 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 Oh, that's yeah. so creepy whenever she turned... Because literally, I was like, cult, 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 cult. As soon as she said, like, what is it called? She's gone to a retreat or something. And spiritual I was, retreat. And I was like, woo! Yeah, with no contact for three months. Like, yeah, mm. no. And then, she... and then she gets there and your one comes out. And the more she talks, the more you're just like, oh! The farm where they are... Get back in your car. Reminded me of the, the farm in the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. And I was just expecting <laughs> oh, yeah. Haslanda to be there, like, smoking oh, a pipe. Shush it up! it's true though it would like I do agree with you Ricardo about the fact that Antia gets so little screen time and like so we've no idea how she came to that decision you know like who did she meet who did she talk to where did she discover she was missing a spiritual dimension 
Yeah. You know no, why yeah. it's, you know. Well, you don't deal with the grief because the film deals in some ways very well with grief. The, mm, yeah. uh, even like in her case is the grief of a lost relationship that she goes too deep with uh, with Bea and Bea just and like can't take it, it anymore. Off, so yeah. she cuts it off. So going to New York is as much as for uh, Antia's Bea dying. She, hold on. Did she... She says that she, I was escaping from your daughter. Yeah, I'm just study in New York. But at that point, was she not already kind of like driving her away, though? That you know, or no? I suppose that yeah, that yeah. Well, we don't know. We didn't. We didn't yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't see not, any of that. It's not really clear. So yeah, like part of it, like I do, like uh, I don't need to be over-explained. But if it's gonna be the linchpin of uh, the film. Yeah, uh, you need to see something yeah. more of that character, yeah. Or even more like the relationship, mother-daughter relationship, besides like being taken care of. The, the, that's the problem that I found with Julieta. Like in the beginning, she's so interesting as a character when she's the teacher. Mm. Yeah. And she, she has, like she's punky and like... But still cool. very frail as well yeah. and like unsure of herself. And... and she's just about to go back to that because she's just about to go back teaching even though Marianne is like... That, that's actually one thing I found a bit weird where, I'm sorry, I know I'm interrupting you here, but when she's like, no, I'm going back teaching and Marianne is like, no, your place is here. And if you go back, the same thing that always happens will happen. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that about? a reference to Ava? Ava? It is, yeah, because she then she goes on to say that when she left to visit her, mm. her dad is when... Uh, Stay here. Stop your man from when, cheating. What, what was his name? Swan, Swan, yeah. Swan. The Swan went, went to Ava while she was away, and it's like then it's the same way how her dad found comfort in the uh, younger woman as well. So I think that it, it then it's hidden the nail in a, in the head in a way the only Dover can. <laughs> that is when uh, the younger replacement to Marianne shows up and Julieta's like, she fixed everything, go away. And then it's like, just because she's pretty kind of thing. Oh. It's like, no, she... I forgot about that, actually. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, let's make it more obvious. That's why I was so surprised about the subtlety of the glassy yeah. It's like... Who are you? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a strange film. It's so funny because, like, look at the reviews of this. It gets five stars everywhere. Like, Mark yeah. Mode fucking loved this. I just read that, actually, and yeah. I was like, wow. It's weird because as much as I like I, I, I don't, like, it's, you, I don't know how you can watch it and think that it's perfect. Like, it, it's a five-star movie because there definitely are flaws. I know you have more problem than I do with it, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's an interesting one that it, it, he's maybe become like one of those like what, what seems to happen to auteurs where they get to a certain point, oh God, art, where no matter what they put out, people will love it because it's like delving back into the world of that auteur or something. I don't know what it I is, think but it also what I notice is a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is like a return to form." So I think when you love a director and a yeah. couple of his movies were disappointing, yeah, and he brings one out, you're like, "Yay, finally!" It's like fucking. It's hard to be God totally forbid, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Yeah, every time it's like, and <sighs> even like something like Midnight in Paris, that is all right. It's you can't you can't go and it's like a return to form. It's like yeah, when the form is fucking Manhattan, and you're yeah. comparing it to it, it's like. Uh, but returning to. Uh, um, this movie in a way like uh, I think that the the other part that was like mm, for one is like I thought that it was interesting in, in the way how 
she shifts from being one actor to the other without shifting agent at that moment that it's mm, like that grief yeah. has yeah, changed her so yeah. completely i thought that was interesting but i think that uh the actress um what's her name the younger one yeah adriana ugarte is far better than uh yeah, than yeah. emma suarez and i think that suarez performance is not necessarily bad is that emma is so good in her mm. parts they don't gel together kind of oh um, do you think not they do at certain certain points, but I think it's the same. Like I felt like her performance was very inconsistent. Whereas your one, the younger actress, I thought she was really kind of she was on. excellent. And also, yeah. she has more to do. I think. Well, yeah, yeah, she, because she has you the see journey her... kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, uh, Suarez is already like, oh, I'm like, and I hated the the like. And it was part also of changing the the actress i would have preferred if they had done something like uh the Just secret her in their older. eyes the like the the old age makeup or whatever which isn't great but, but it's better uh, than that's what i mean yeah. that is like even if it's not great uh, makeup i would have preferred that in the way because then at least the the lost character this like crazy woman that she's become let's say quote unquote hmm. uh it like it's still linked to the woman that you fall in love with in the in the beginning of the movie like her youthful yeah. way that then you realized how literally how life has changed her and in this way it feels like two different characters yeah because even through the grief like she feels like helpless but it's that level of grief that it is like that for that time and period you're completely can't process what has just happened Mm. The, and I like the way that it is not her fault whatsoever because she's right to fight with him and it is his fault for just like storming off and going whatever yeah. but you don't but equate I, that when you're grief it, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that even though it's not like you still uh, you still think that it's your fault like I, I don't criticize that side but I criticize is that, that afterwards she doesn't like when you finish processing grief or when you never get over something like that but you return to in a way to try to be yourself again. I mm. never felt that she ever became like it's not An like older the same version. character. Yeah, there's, I uh, yeah I I don't know as well that like they're saying about how like the beginning and the end and like I have an awful lot of the scenes with her as well when she's just wandering around. They don't even they visually don't match. And yeah. the, I know like one is past and one is present, but I I don't know they they look like two completely different things, which I don't think helps whenever the actress then isn't quite up to the same level. And but um yeah, and as well it, it's weird part of Madrid uh, that there's yeah I don't know it's a strange... like don't even the thing with them all over. Sometimes I don't get the sense of place whatsoever. Like mm. you make so many films about Madrid, and uh, I've watched films that like take place in like two rooms in Madrid, and I was like I feel yeah. like Madrid. I have to, to say that the the biggest laugh of the of the year for the podcast of movies that we've seen was when she gets run over. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing about like how bad that that is done, and also like how everybody like the actors. There's something that I love about bad extras in movies. Oh my god! You know? When you spot them, yes, <laughs> you just sit oh, there. So it's like I can't remember what was the movie that uh, the uh, what was the movie now. Uh, one what sec. was the movie now? There's a movie that I, I, I've seen recently that somebody pointed out to me that it's like, look at the extras. 
and you just see the actors and it's like they're either like completely overacting <laughs> or they seem to be that they're like don't know that the cameras are rolling and they're just like standing there like it's supposed to be like really dramatic <laughs> i can't remember what it was but oh I... yeah it was uh, like one of the marvel movies i think it's uh um like the very recent ones or no it's the spider-man the first spider-man movie like the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man? Yeah, like it's like he hired the extras that are completely like some of them Does that hold up? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> but in a good way, because Willem Dafoe gives the most oh, demented my performance. God, yes. And oh, he yeah. makes How much more Willem Dafoe? None more Willem everything Dafoe. Everything so good. <laughs> the mouth of like, there, there's a moment on it that like Peter says that he wants to be a scientist and he has the like the nicest like line that is like oh peter <laughs> like so nice is it? or even like the way that like uh, but it's the bug i ate like <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it's insane it's amazing the uh, uh, anyway, anyways bad bad extras yes yeah <laughs> the, that scene normally has bad extras but it's the, that the, the moment that like you can tell that it's like completely unrehearsed or whatever that the car clearly has missed her by like quite a mile because it, she's not like she's on camera so they're not gonna risk the main actress getting run over by a Fiat Punto. <laughs> uh, I did like it misses her by quite a bit, and you can tell that she misses her mark. So she like reacts to it after the car has already nearly passed, and just kind of flops down and somehow gets a black eye from like, yeah, that like was gently weird. falling on the street. It just lying there like it, sleep- it It just looked like she went for a nap, you know, like like, like uh, somebody. But imagine what the. The takes that didn't make the movie look like if that's the one they used. Oh, I, I oh, want God. to see those t- like th- those takes are life. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I, I want to see them um, play oh, them on my wedding. <laughs> if I ever get married, I want to just like people think that it'll be like a romantic video and just show like take after take of her <laughs> falling behind the Fiat Punto. Right. So what you're saying is that like, we have to get to work to find that now before your wedding. Cool. Yeah. Maybe it's like, if I ever get married. Like, uh, Kira, what's your favorite thing about this film? Uh, I've been sitting here trying to think about this because stupidly I didn't plan it. Um, I, I think never do. Oh, right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I think it's probably the first actress, and I can't remember. Is that Emma Suarez? Adriana Ugarte. Adri- yeah, I I did I did really enjoy her, and I love like I hate when you watch films, and what's that one about that I can't remember that won the Oscar. He won the Oscar about um. Oh God! Famous scientist guy who ends up in a wheelchair. Oh, Turing? Or no? Um. Uh, the uh fucking What's the impossibility of fucking whatever the, the theory of everything. Yeah. Yes, that uh, one. Where um, uh, what's that? Felicity name? Jones. Felicity Jones. You see, obviously, you see them over a long period of time, and her hairstyle keeps changing. Yeah. But it's really obvious that it's like, here's how we're going to show the passage of time. We're going to keep changing her hairstyle. Yeah. And but so, she won't age. <laughs> exactly. Whereas here's the it, '60s, and there's always like the most obvious '60s haircut yes. or yeah. '70s. That actually, this, I really liked because I'm like, obviously, at the start, she's got this really, you know, bleached, punky hairstyle, and then you see her. Later with kind of longer, slight, I think uh, maybe there's only two or three hairstyle changes it before feels she changes different, as though. an actress. Yeah. It just it <coughs> looks natural, if you yeah. know what I mean. And you're mm. like, yeah, I can see the time has passed and now she's a mother and she's older or whatever. And maybe there's some makeup And I thought too, that there but... was like a thematic thing that in the beginning she's trying to be somebody else. Well, afterwards she has mm. her natural hair and this is like her natural environment to be... It's almost that that's her most as herself whenever she's in that environment. But she's just, she's so good because she plays all these different (coughs) bits and obviously she doesn't play the whole 
say period S- where she's in you know engulfed in grief but you do see mm. a certain portion of that and yeah i think it's probably her i think her performance is just so good and she's yeah. so engaging yeah but yeah. it really <clears throat> carries you through the movie uh, i do disagree with you i don't i don't think that the second actress was that bad no i didn't think but, that it was, she was yeah, that I, bad. I do think the, the the other one was better yeah. i think that it was just because her performance was good while the first performance was excellent i think yeah. that it kind of pales you just want the other one to come back yeah. well if both were just good then you wouldn't have noticed the mm. the gap let's say yeah uh what about you Orla? mine's actually the same i really really liked her and like she, her face is so engaging but she is like you can kind of see how you know like obviously he becomes obsessed with particular actresses and like mm. become like the obsession with their faces and like capturing them and everything like becomes really really apparent and you very much see it here that like he the way he shoots her face is just like ap- and the way she's lit all the time and she's just ap- and like she is so so engaging with these big big eyes and like you're just like drawn into like you know every room that she's in you're drawn towards her yeah. um, Some, like the scene where she's in bed with her mother yeah oh yeah such a good scene yeah like the whole thing at the farmhouse is so like so fucked up as well that like this young girl is there and she's so like and you're just like Ugh. and then, like <laughs> later on whatever like he she rings him or he rings her or whatever and he's just like you know oh why don't you come and visit us anymore and you just see the young kid there and he was like fucking you yeah. uh what was your least favorite thing well like no, my favorite thing our favorite thing sorry uh my favorite thing is uh ironically like it is one scene it is the scene when the bear and antia uh dry her up and then she shifts to emma suarez yeah like it, i it felt very human that it's something that the rest of the film there were parts that it felt human or whatever and not many times i say this that i really like the use of nudity in that scene yeah because there's something about like sad nudity like there's th- th- somebody's the vulnerability naked without of it like even giving a shit the yeah the person is naked it's very human yeah you know rather than than in any way being sexualized yeah and it breaks all the 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 levels of artifice that you can layer upon a scene in yeah. a way that but it has to be very well handled in a way which Euro- that scene is. <laughs> european basically yeah. <laughs> and uh i i i thought that it was a uh like also encapsulation of everything that is good in the movie as mm. uh, a little uh little in a little bite size yeah, yeah like a microcosm of what's good in the movie like mm. and without having the flaws that the movie also has uh but what was your least favorite thing uh kira i've been sitting here trying to figure that out i feel like it's it's little gaps of things that like don't quite make sense or are never fully explained um and it's about so this this whole theme about guilt and the guilt about you know whether it's misplaced or not about Joanne getting on that boat because they had a fight and then mm. he dies or whatever and obviously we later find out and tia is carrying similar guilt again misplaced because mm. she feels like if i hadn't gone off to camp he wouldn't have died and, and then when you see all the flashbacks and she starts writing and she's talking about the man on the plane or the train rather 
that she did feel guilt that maybe if she had stayed and talked to him, he wouldn't have committed suicide. Mm. But you don't see any of that through the movie until she starts looking back, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird. There's no hint of it in the period where, you know, she meets... Her and Joanne get together. They have a daughter. They spend years together. Or whatever. There's he died. No I'm guilty. There. Let's have sex. <laughs> you know, and, and even there's, there's That's no a even the bit where you see her in the throes of despair. You don't see her harking back to that and thinking like, "Oh God, I have these two deaths on my conscience or whatever." Mm. It's only then when she starts writing, and as you sort of pointed out, like, what is the reveal? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit weird. Yeah. And she opens it like, "I never thought you." told you the true story i thought there joan was like as soon as he showed up and that's how the film starts it's like he's a god yeah there's no way he's making it to the end of the movie but i thought there was gonna be like before antia was like even grown up because yeah, like, it'd be oh, like, yeah i thought it was you gonna don't be much know earlier. what happened to yeah. your dad kind of situation or yeah. like almost the how i met your mother situation you know what i mean yeah uh, how i killed your father yeah uh. <laughs> Plus some random man on a train. <laughs> what about you? Arthur? Two down. <laughs> Seven billion to go. Um. Uh, um, I think just the inconsistency of it. Like yeah. I really, I wanted to be like carried by the, you know, the madness or, or else like just, you know, brought into the emotional side of this. And I think even both things were kind of fighting against each other. It felt like a few movies kind of together. And that just became really distracting and very like ultimately frustrating because it doesn't, feel like a cohesive cohesive piece yeah um which is yeah which is just distracting and especially because uh, you know like i i'm not i don't i don't love his films i'm not like you know but at the same time like there's just he's done some really like just really really like especially how he portrays relationships and everything and like i've never found that his films felt inconsistent before so it was just really disappointing but um yeah what was your least favorite well my least favorite thing <clears throat> is let's say drama is a like story like something a small story being told very seriously yes okay melodrama is a small story told in an epic way you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even if you uh hark back to um i know where i'm going yeah that is just about somebody just uh, <laughs> falling in love and it's just oh, like the movie. vistas and the, the, it's like just yeah. the bombastic kind of nature. And it's something that Almodovar usually is able to pull off. And I think in this case, it just feels that it's not epic enough for the emotions that like, mm. you're talking about the biggest grief ever. And it's a melodrama. It is shot and written as a melodrama, but sh- uh, made as a drama. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like the, the performances that like. What I thought that I missed was like shots of like after he died, she goes off to the storm and just shouts at the sea, you yeah. know, kind of like music <laughs> swells. And, uh, you know, like even like in the green screen with just like rain and wind well, or whatever. It would have been on a green screen in this movie. Yeah, but but I would have loved that. You know, like yeah. I think that is missing that. that is like, and it's nearly getting that, that she gets off the taxi and it's pouring down rain. She looks out the window that it is. Like I was just thinking of like something that the windows would like break open yeah. or something. Like... The, compared this to the melodrama of L, the like yeah, that's proper like fucking balls to the wall, like Jesus. And that's like, like, and it reminded me of L in 
like compared in the in the lower I, have you seen now no i haven't it, i did listen to the episode though. it is a truly special movie <sighs> Uh, yeah <laughs> but like I felt that like the yeah but like it's using melodrama to say something else that movie yeah yeah oh it's a very different film yeah but the, but it it embraces the melodrama in a way that oh, this yeah doesn't. that's not it's not an inconsistent film like totally yeah. it's full on it, yeah and I wanted that like especially because of the Douglas Sirk expressions and have you seen like I, I know that we mentioned Douglas Sirk last time that you were here because uh, Clea Cuervos remember because it was the melodrama so uh, like little things in the way that it was shot mm. and lighting so uh, if you haven't seen Douglas Sirk because of your pics I highly recommend uh, watching Douglas Sirk because there's a lot of options uh, and Brock Hudson uh, oh yes uh, <laughs> I'll need to check because it's entirely possible I've seen yeah. stuff and I just don't remember and Giant as well which is like three hours long but it just goes through because it's Rock Hudson and James Dean. But yeah, like uh, that, 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 that's my least favorite thing, that it doesn't embrace the melodrama. If anything was too little Almodovar in this picture, <laughs> then I never thought that I'd say that as a criticism of an Almodovar movie. Well, yeah. these, you know... Like, <laughs> Even in terms of color, in terms of color, it was a bit less. It was a bit muted, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it a lot started of red with in very it. red, and I was mm, like, yeah. okay, this, yes, color, and then, yeah. no. It yeah. just goes down. Just, uh, yeah. I would like to say just a shout out to um, your woman's very unique pottery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and then what a way to open a movie as well. Like that, that was proper. Because like so much of this is so erotic as well. And it's just, it's so like, it's so well put over. But um, yeah, on, on that note, um, yeah, like I, I mean, it was it was ma- it was a mad thing that didn't quite all come together, well, like, uh, but I did really enjoy it. Like, like if oh, I good. I perhaps didn't enjoy the movie as much as you guys did, yeah. But I enjoyed watching it. If, if yeah, it is a, like it's a mean. weird contradiction, you know, that is like even I disliked it in interesting ways, you know. Yeah, that I wasn't yeah. bored by it. I, I, oh no, no, no. Well, too. that's good. So not a total fail because I know I no, I, no, I pitched no, it quite no. high with my first one, so that I'm not sure if we're gonna meet. The level of Korea Queer no, but, but it still gave us a lot to talk about. In a way, it was good. more interesting than Korea Queer was. Like, yeah. I, I did like, prefer Korea Queer was way more than this movie. Yeah. But I think that this oh, movie fails in very interesting ways. Yeah. Like, even the, like, I never thought that I was going to say, oh, this is not melodramatic enough for an album over <laughs> movie. That, like, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So thank you very much for coming on. I uh, I did you. very I did really enjoy it. it was, thank you so much. It was a nice change as well after we'd done kind of a few. Um, uh, a few more sort of like depressing movies and also it's great to uh, the choice of uh, when guests come up with films like this that me and Orla would never have picked yeah so it makes the, the change of pace that is intended for guests so thank you very much yeah Kira. great that you are you still remain our top guest fuck you Felipe never forgiven Felipe yes. um, <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, Ricardo where can they find us they can find us on Facebook The Recommendation Game on Twitter at The Rec Game on an email the recommendation game at gmail.com on our burner phone if you're watching the war <laughs> i don't know which burner phone what burner phone what, <laughs> yeah. what? where's wallace strength where's wallace, oh, where's uh, wallace? um sorry go on. and uh, uh on the digital radio every monday 11 to 12 and then also <laughs> on dublin digital radio mix cloud uh if you want to support Irish Independent Radio, please uh, support the Don't Digital Radio Patreon. I think that we've been pretty bad in that. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've said. I don't think we've said episodes. that in quite a while. But yeah, 
we haven't forgot about you, Patreon. And yeah, uh, next week's film is it'll be chosen by Orla McNeilis. Yes, South America. Uh, it's Memories of Underdevelopment, which I had to look up because I knew I was going to say it wrong. From 1968. From what so, country? Cuba. That's not South America, that's Central America. Thank you very much. Bye. Whatever. Yeah, I love how Ireland is in Asia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, yeah, I was Ricardo Dick. I was Orla McNeilis. Thank you for having us. No, thank you for having us. <laughs> Do I say, and I was Kira McNeilis? Yes. yes. Okay. I was Kira McNeilis. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye.